Hey, hey, guys. Welcome, welcome. Morning. Welcome back. Today's episode, Coffee with Closers. I believe this is episode 15. We got a very special guest, Max. Maxwell is joining us today. Max, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning, everybody. Thanks for having us, guys. Good morning. All right. Don, where you at? Gavin, or where you at? You're always traveling the world. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if you can see this. I'm you see the RV, we've got the Razor. Oh, we're yeah. in Michigan right now. Uh came outside, so hopefully my signal's pretty good. But yeah, traveling, I'm in Michigan, I'm in the UP, the Upper Peninsula. I think I might have been here last time I spoke to you, actually. Um, but yeah, all good. Glad to have Max on. Uh, pretty excited. Again, I always say this, I have some selfish questions for him. I'm sure you guys do too. <laughs> Plus, our listeners are going to have a, a lot as well. Um so yeah, I'm ready to I'm ready to roll. Life's all good. What about what with Dave? You've just been away. Where have you been? Man, I just got back from Costa Rica yesterday. Man, that's a it's a quite a bit of travel getting down there. It's really not that far away, really, but uh it's it's quite a bit of travel. But man, it was a beautiful experience. So I'm in a I'm in a mastermind, uh, obviously with Don here, but I'm in another mastermind. I, Don, you're in that one too. So are you, Gavin? I always yeah. forget that. Um uh, mm -hmm. but there was about eight guys from uh, one of our masterminds. We got together down in Costa Rica. And just uh, just a really cool experience. It was actually an audible. Um, and, what, and what I mean by that is we were really all supposed to go to Nicaragua and serve, you know, on a mission trip and build some some churches and some houses. Uh, but with COVID and some of the guys in the group having children, we didn't want to get stuck there. Um, so what we did is we audible to Costa Rica. We already had our calendars booked, uh, you know, to, to take that time off. And um, we weren't able to really serve, you know, the, the underprivileged, even though that was the goal. But again, we, we were able to get together and do a little mastermind. And so great activities. Yeah. We did a mile long zip line, uh, which was so incredibly cool. Uh, we did some whitewater rafting and then we even got to go surfing. Uh, the house we were in was amazing, had two maids, two chefs and a driver. Um, so we were down there for five nights, just living like kings. And you know it's it's all due to to real estate. It's all due to the success that we've we've all had in in, in real estate. And it's really good to get together and you know share best practices and talk about uh, what's working. And and even more importantly than that, like what we're struggling with. And you know one of the things I really like about about this particular mastermind is it's all it's not all, but mostly real estate guys. Uh, there's some guys in there that aren't even in real estate. But it's not it's not even really like a money driven like, you know, it's not it's it's, it's really more about just being a better human. And yeah. uh, man, I just had a I just had an amazing time. So I don't want to steal Joe here. No, uh, that's, uh, that's good. I'm that, and I'm that feeling makes, energized. That makes more sense, though, because I'm thinking that you're going to build houses and do all this thing. And then you like living the well, dream in this massive ass. I'm like, that, <laughs> what is going on? Like, well, we yeah. went from tents to a villa. <laughs> That was, yeah. you know, was a little audible there, but, you know, having yeah. the calendar booked already, it's like, hey, let's get, we already had, you know, the, the mission planned, right? So yeah. we, we decided to, to keep it going. So we really missed awesome. you guys, but uh, yeah, all in all, it was a really, really neat trip. Cool. So, um, so Max, welcome. Um, so I guess just a lot of people are going to know who you are, but just tell us a little bit about um, the real Maxwell. Uh, tell us a little bit about you and kind of your background and what's going on and then um you know we, we'll go from there yeah so um for you know i'm, I'm a first generation american my parents are jamaican 
And uh, so I was born in New York and uh, spent most of my childhood in North Carolina. Went to elementary, middle, high school here, and then went off to the military at 17. Um, just didn't like the structure. Time and grade didn't really work out where people that were there long, just because they were there long, were put in positions that didn't make sense. But that was the entrepreneur in me that just was screaming to get out. And so after doing uh, my time in there, I left and um, got into a few things and then got into real estate, started a brokerage, 2008 happened. And then I left and just started traveling and doing corporate jobs and working marketing and stuff. And in two th 2015, quit my job, um, came back home to create an app. App was going well, ran out of money, had to move back home with my mom at around 30 years old. And, you know, that was pretty humbling. And then I was on my face, you know, I was depressed that whole nine. I was like, you know, I got to do something. And then I said, let me pick real estate back up, but from the side of an investor. The only problem is I didn't have any money, definitely didn't have any credit. And I uh, was like, you know, what can I do? Found wholesaling, um, listened to every single podcast, YouTube video out that was out back then in 2016, which wasn't much, believe it or not. And um, and then just dove deep into it. And in three weeks, I got my first deal, made $14,000. The next week, I closed something for seven grand. And then I never looked back. And since then, I've grown to, you know, we've done hundreds of deals. And, you know, I've been able to grow a YouTube channel along my journey and kind of show people how it's done. And it's just been fun. You know, now we have, you know, close, I think it's 21 employees. We got five employees on their second day of training today. And so we're just growing and growing and um, doing more stuff. And at the end of the day, my, my wholesaling business is actually pretty automated. Um, I really don't go into the office anymore. Um, my, my brother, who's a CEO, runs the day-to-day -day operations. And I just kind of manage from my, my CEO dashboard and, you know, listening in the calls and recordings of the team and look at uh, KPIs and, and keep doing things. And my, my strength is to you know, invest in the other things. So at the end of the day, I'm truly just an entrepreneur. Real estate just happened to be that 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 car that took me to success where I can do everything else I really, I really want to do. Yeah, amazing, amazing. When, I have a quick question. When you got started and, and you started on the investing journey, right, you, you did a, a, a decent, well, a great size check. Mm -hmm. When you got in, did you believe that, like for immediately was you kind of skeptical like this is kind of a scam this this thing can't really work this way like controlling property without owning it or was you invested from the get-go like no this is going to work it's like what was your mindset at that time when you started well you know i kind of thought it wasn't real but at that point i didn't have anything so it was like okay what do i have to lose by trying this scam or trying this thing yeah. then it was like i don't got nothing to lose so let me go out there and try it and um Lo and behold, you actually can control real estate with with no <laughs> with with no money, and so being able to control it and then sell it, and making my first check, it just became a believer, and that's why my slogan is you know everybody's just one deal away because that first deal really solidifies that this really works, and um, you can take I, it wherever you want to go from there. I absolutely love that. It, yeah, it's so it's true. You know, that's one deal is all it takes. It, it may not get you financial freedom. Absolutely right. Not. But it gets you into the mindset that it's possible. It builds mm -hmm. your confidence. And it really just pushes that little rock down the hill. And if you stay with it, it's going to be a boulder in no time. So it just it just showed me that I didn't need to know everything, the ins and outs, in order to complete a deal. So now if I invest my time into learning some more details while while taking action, I'm gonna I'm gonna get paid to learn. 
And, um, you know, I was writing my own checks to learn this and years go by, you just get better and better. And, you know, you can take it where you want to take it. You can stop it doing, you know, a couple of deals a month or you can grow into an empire and, and build, you know, a huge real estate portfolio if you want to. Hey, yeah. Don, can you zoom in a little bit, buddy? <laughs> can I zoom in a little? Yeah. Uh, you know, this, I may be, I may be cutting it out. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Uh, I have had so many technical difficulties this morning. It's not even funny. We just, we just moved offices. And so I tore my whole podcast studio down and like, I'm trying to put things back together and nothing is working. I had my computer up. I've been here for an hour. I had my computer up ready to go for this. And it literally crashed like two minutes before I was supposed to come on. It's been a morning. I just, I'm excited to talk to Max and, and, and have this conversation. I'm just going to sit back and listen, I think, today. That's right. Because I'm, I, it's one of those mornings where you want to throw things against the wall. That's right. Yeah. Max, we like yeah. to have fun on this show, man. Coffee with closers. You know, yeah. uh, the goal here is, you know, all, all of us on this call, including you, you know, have done hundreds of deals. And, you know, we're all doing different things in real estate. And we're also all doing similar things in real estate. And this is just a great opportunity for us to just kind of give back provide as much value as we possibly can, but also get to network and, uh, you know, just, just really help people. So we encourage the live audience interaction. Absolutely. And as we get going, there's going to be questions that are going to come from the audience and we're going to throw them up on the screen and we're all going to have a conversation about those. So guys, if you're watching or listening and you have a question for Max or for the rest of us here, you know, drop that comment in, tell us where you're from and uh we can't wait to kick this off so max yeah. how old are you bro i'm 36 i'll be 37 in november we're the same age i'll be 37 in september i love it man and what how old were you when you got started 30. 30. i was 30 yeah. when i got started yeah That's awesome man very so, cool we, we, when did you get we, your license your pilot's license um 2015. oh wow so pretty recent. yeah but i was broke when after i got it so i didn't fly i didn't own a plane didn't do anything you know it was just it wasn't until uh, a, a year or two ago. I just was like, you know, let me just go buy a plane. Mm. Yeah. I love it. We, we talked a little bit about that, like, before we, we started. And I, it's intriguing. I've got a friend who's a pilot as well. And I could talk all day about it. Because, it, again, I'm, I, I was saying to Max, I'm scared to death of flying. I don't like it. and um, But it's amazing. I wish I did because it's definitely something I'd do if I had the, the balls to do it, I guess. Um, <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so Max, how are you? You've just been on a massive trip, okay, out to Ghana for I think 20 something days. Yeah, I'm um, interested to hear all about this. Are you, and this might be a stupid question, I don't even know if you could, you have to fly your plane within, you know, the US, or are you flying yourself out there? Or is that just too long? And you, you no, know, so when, when I'm on a long journey, I typically, especially with a deadline, I won't fly myself. Um, it's just easier. So that's a ten and a half, ten and a half hour flight across the Atlantic. First of all, my plane won't fly across the Atlantic. And then yeah. if I did have to go, I'd have to go to to Canada, to you know, all over. It would just be so long. Now, if I was just casually going to Ghana and wanted to, you know, take a week to get there, I would do it. But it's not something that would. I'm not really, that's that's for when I get my uh, my my M M five hundred. There you go. Get your King Air or something yeah, big. Exactly. There's a saying in the in the pilot community: if you have time to spare, go by air. Correct. Correct. Because you gotta uh, you gotta you gotta go with the winds. You gotta go, you gotta with, go the with the weather. That's exactly right. Unless you got a big jet, and then you can just do whatever the hell you want. But yep. So when it. when you're at home, and sorry, one question on the Please. plane thing. I just got one more on it. I know that's nothing <laughs> to the real estate. <laughs> I but, like talking about planes. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. So when you like, do you just wake up and just be like? 
I'm just going to go and go on the plane today. Like, where do you go? Like, what do you do? Like, we talked about me. I get in the RV and I kind of had a final destination, but I have no concept of am I going to be gone a week or two months? I don't know. I'm just kind of on the road. Like, what what's some of your spots? What what is what does that look like for you? I mean, um, technically, in planes, uh, you, you do 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 pre-fight planning uh, just because of the weather. You don't want to run into a bad storm if you don't have to. But um, you know, for me, you know, I don't have a what they call a bush plane or a stall plane, so it's still a fun plane to fly without having a destination. So, like, you know, if I'm done with work at five, I might, you know. Uh, pull the plane out and go up for six and fly around the lake and land at some other airports and stop and talk to some other pilots and spend two or three hours before it gets dark and then come home. Or you know, like if I'm destination, like Friday, I'm going to go to Nashville because there's a bull riding event there on, on the weekend. So I'm going to go do that. And, um, you know, um, you know, we went to the Bahamas you know, a couple months ago and fly the plane, you know, it's just kind of whatever you want to do. If you want to, I I really wanted to get in the plane and do like 30 days wherever the wind blows me yeah. and just land and go That's see places. Cool. But there's in the United States, there's some pretty cool resorts. There's one down in Florida. I can't remember exactly where it is, but it has it's a it's a resort that has its own landing strip. And you just go land and go glamping, and hang out. And so That's you can sweet. do all types of stuff like that. There's places you can fly in and play golf. And That's so amazing. whatever you want to do, really. Love it, love it. And have you had any like, like moments up there where like, kind of old shit moments? You know what I mean? Um, you know, I think, yeah. I mean, yeah. You have not not that you're gonna die, but man, that uh, uh that was a big bump in turbulence, or like I had a, yeah. You know, but nothing like you're gonna die. I mean, I, I have a very very advanced smart plane. Um, I'll be honest with you, eighty percent of the time it's on autopilot. Um, but yeah, you know, it's um. It's fun. It beats the crap out of driving. It yeah. it sure does. It's amazing. You know, a lot of people don't realize how many airports there really are. And when you get up in, in a plane, and I'm, I'm a pilot as well for anybody watching that's that's not aware. Uh, but when you get up in the plane and you're at, you know, four or 5,000 feet, you can almost see an airport at any given time. Mm -hmm. The exactly. higher you go, the, the more, you know, you can see. But uh, I just pulled up a statistic off of Google here. So in 2020, there was 5,217 public airports. However, there is 11,000, no, correction, 14,702 private airports. There's a pri the airport only distinction everywhere. between public and private is, uh, is the usage, not ownership, right? right? Yeah. So you're essentially talking about 20,000 airports across the country. It's, it's amazing. You can um, land anywhere. You can land, yeah. And and if you don't have an airport and something goes wrong, you can find a field or a road or a highway. Um, you know, all these different types of places. So, yeah, it's so it's cool, cool, Max. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, anyway, I guess we can get back to real because I'll talk planes <laughs> for seven hours. So don't don't let me. Trying uh, to talk yourself getting one. I know what it is. No, 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 no. That's why I asked you that question because I was like, if you tell me about any moments, you're not helping me. Uh, I got some questions for Max in regards to real estate. So I'm going to jump it off here, guys. Max, um, I I know you as being an amazing giver when it comes to wholesaling. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest, I haven't watched, you know, hundreds of hours of your content, but I do follow you on multiple platforms yeah. and I'm seeing you constantly, right? The first question I have for you is 
are you buying rentals and are you a landlord as well as wholesaler okay. and or fix and flips? Yeah, so fix and flips definitely uh, always have at least five, at least five in the, that are running at, at the same time. Um, I own probably uh, eight million in real estate free and clear. Um, one thing I've, I've never took out a loan for real estate, so I don't own anything. I have no loans on anything that I own. Um, some people say it's crazy. They say, oh, you can grow a lot faster with it. It's true. But at any given time, I can just walk away. And so that's always been my my thing. And so, um, yeah, I it wasn't until, you know, uh, my friend Nazar was showing me his rental portfolio one day in Charlotte where I was like, I'm making all this money wholesaling. You know, I got a brand. What am I doing selling all my deals? And I, you're talking about some deals are like 30 percent cost. Like, why are you selling it for for forty thousand dollar check? You know, um, so, you know, I started buying and then I got addicted to buying. And then I was just buying, 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 buying. You know, I have I have probably a half a dozen houses that I haven't even rehabbed yet, um, but that I'm sitting on probably, you know, so much equity, so much. It's worth so much more than I bought it for. And so, yeah, the, the name of the game is passive income because I don't want to do this forever. I don't think anybody does. And so I always say that real estate wholesaling the true gem in wholesaling is 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 finding is knowing how to find real estate at a very discounted price. What you do with it after is your is your prerogative. And if you don't have any money, you wholesale it. You build up. And so that's that's where I say you kind of learn. You're paying yourself to learn because as you start to wholesale more deals, you're starting to interact with more sophisticated buyers. You're starting to learn the the idea of selling and closing. And then you're like you get to a point where you say, okay. Uh, why am I selling this deal again? I have all this money over here and I got to pay all this taxes on. I might as well buy something. And you start to buy and then you start to realize, you know, you, if you have everything in a, in a software spreadsheet, you start to see your net worth just go like this and it becomes mm -hmm. addicting. It and does just, become addicting. Yeah, it becomes a game. And so <laughs> my thing is I try to spend the cash as fast as I get it. So, you know, at this at one point I was spending 75% of my income on just investing every month. And so, yeah. you know, I've had good years. So you can imagine spending like, you know, one year buying like three or four million dollars worth of property. And so, yeah. you know, when you're doing that, you're like, you know, you just keep going. It just becomes addicting. I don't I, it sounds weird, but a lot of people, you, you, like you said, it, it is addicting. You start to watch it on paper, your net worth. And that's yeah. that's that's you know, a great, a uh, great topic. Cause I, there's a guy in one of our masterminds, Aaron West, and, and he had me probably about two months, three months ago. And he's like, do you know your net worth? I have no idea. I make good money. I do stuff. And he's like, well, what are you worth? I'm like, you're like, I know it's not negative. <laughs> yeah. I know I make money. I don't know. So then he starts explaining and he's like, look, you, if you, I'm going to give you a week. He said seven days. You know, I want you to find out what your net worth is, right? And if you don't, you're going to pay me five grand. So I was like, all right, well, that's Ooh. incentive. So I started doing it, looking at it, and now it is a game, right? And uh, we're buying a house um, next month. Uh, it's actually a family house. It's on a lake in Michigan um, called Twin Lake. And we're buying this house, and and I'm like, got all excited and called. I'm like, hey, if I buy this at 145000 we're going to put a hundred in. So I'm in it for 245, but it's going to be worth 350. My net worth's gone up, right? So, and it is a game. 
it's like it's addictive because now i'm like how do i go you know through the through the levels mm -hmm. and it's something that i've only just come across three months ago that i've never looked at and uh and it's pretty amazing to to hear you say that as well and and having that that mindset of you're paying everything off which is more like me as well i don't want a bunch of debt mm -hmm. and i know dave he's a burr guy and he likes to refinance and 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 that and that's fine as well i think it both works but it, it's cool to to get your perspective on that as well yeah i think for me is it's my resentment against banks because when i thought i needed the money when i had no credit and i had no money it was like oh the banks i need the banks they won't give me money i can't be successful without them giving the money and now i enjoy the weekly calls of them asking me to refi my portfolio i'm just like no i don't need it <laughs> and um you know so it's just it's kind of like uh it's it's a resentment towards them i enjoy it i know i can probably have five times as much real estate but I know that any given time that I really, really wanted to go leverage my portfolio, I can do it a drop of a dime. Mm. And so maybe if there's a, a collapse in the economy, that might be a time I go out and leverage my portfolio and take the cash out and go buy some other stuff. That's smart. But in the meantime, I can live off the cash flow and my net worth for the rest of my life. I don't live. I don't live a complicated life. You know, I've got all my toys I wanted. I, I, I built, built a million dollar house. I got my plane. I got my cars. I don't need anything else. Is the house finished? Almost. Waiting on the uh, waiting on the final inspection for electric, but I don't think it'll ever really be finished because I got a I got a riding arena, indoor riding arena to do after. Uh, I got to complete the horse barn, put the you know eight stalls up and stuff like that. So it's going to be an ongoing thing, but it'll be livable probably in the next uh, probably by the end of the month. Nice. Yeah, I've been following along, man. The place looks amazing. Thanks. Yeah, really neat. Love it. Love it. Um good so guys if you've got any questions let me dave pop that up if you can yeah you got asking it, questions so if you're watching us guys make sure you give us a like and uh, and share the post as well we want to get as many eyes as we can um you know again thank you to max for, for joining us and i know a lot of you are going to be watching the replay uh so if you have any questions for max again been in the business kind of at the top of the tree someone that i think we're we're trying to well me especially in terms of the influence on youtube and social media uh something that I've, I've started to work on more and more um and i think there's levels to it so you know looking at the content that you're putting out max is you know impressive um i've, I've got a, a question i always remember a story years ago um when i met you that you had a guy if i remember rightly following you with a camera how you started with this from i think you picked him up from like best buy mm -hmm. or something yeah and you literally hired him and he was just following you with a camera and you just document everything is that kind of how you started you know getting a following and really building on the social platform yeah because i sat in my car one day in the uh, in the mall and i said hey guys i'm gonna show you my journey as i try to build this real estate business and I made my first three videos by myself holding the camera. I still got a lot of cameras. I actually, people don't know. I actually know how to loosely edit and do things myself. And then um, one day I was in Best Buy to buy a new battery. Anybody got cameras know their batteries go missing all the time. And so I went to go buy a new battery. And, and I was a big, big fan of Gary Vee at the time. And he had a guy named D-Rock. And I said, uh, the guy that was helping me was actually a Sony employee working inside of Best Buy. And he's helping me find a Canon um a canon battery his name is juan i said hey do you watch you know gary v he's like yeah i know gary v. i said you know d rock is he was like yeah so i was like you want to be my j rock oh, you wanna... and so he was like yeah what does that look like and i was like what do you make what do you make a week and i was like all right i'll pay you that and um 
we started to work together and we worked together for, I think, a year and a half or something like that. And he went on to do some other things. And then Dave was a guy I know for 10 plus years. He came in, he's been doing video his whole life, went to college for it. And then a the team just grown. And now we're like uh, just on my content side team. There's there is uh, three full time employees and plus there's an outside uh, contract with I have with the uh, PR group that w- works with my uh, communication and stuff like that. So, I, I mean, I spend probably $300,000 a year to put out videos, but the ROI on that is, is actually insane. Yeah, that's amazing. And it looks, and I bet you go back and look at your content from when you started to what now. It's just like, again, different level, right? It's I mean, crazy. It looks, it, looks, it looks amazing. And so, so really, really good. Um, so tell us a little bit. And guys, sorry, ask ask questions as well. But tell us a little bit about your trip in uh, in in Ghana. Like, so what have you been doing out there? What talk to us about these other adventures? Because uh, it, it seems a bit like me. Real estate was just kind of the concept for you, right? You're mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. For me, like I I don't come across when I you know I have a lot of students as well, and I wasn't the guy that bought all the courses, and I've dreamed about real estate. Someone said to me, I can work from a phone or laptop. And the concepts real estate, I'm all in, and that's how I started. And um, and, and I'm always looking at different things. So signs are k- kind of a similar thing to you. So what other adventures are you doing, and what have you been doing out in the, in Ghana? Well, you know, first of all, for my just for like entrepreneur wise, you know, I own um, an airplane manufacturing business. Uh, we're airplane brokers. I own a meat market. I own um, uh, what else? I own. You got softwares too, right? Yeah, two data companies that we built from scratch that do real well. Um, um, uh, Because I I really believe in being vertically integrated in any business that you're in. And so, you know, with that entrepreneur, I've kind of, you know, wanted to keep exploring my entrepreneur stuff. So I originally went to Ghana to, to look at real estate and see how I can start to be a market leader in a developing country. And, um, you know, with the second best economy, the second safest country in Africa, I was like, why not? Right. Let's go over there. Checked it out. Loved it. And I was like, oh, let's do build real estate. And then as I started to get into it, um, I was like, you know, we, we can all do real estate with our eyes closed. That's not really why I'm here. And um, it led me to a rice company. That sounds crazy. It led me to a rice company and, and Ghana imports over five billion dollars worth of rice every year. Um, so there's 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 solely dependent on and imports for their rice consumption. And same with poultry. Uh, they're, they're 90, they almost $400 million worth of chicken they import from Brazil every year. And so my entrepreneur mind started digging into it and saying, okay, how do I solve this problem? Um, any country would want to be dependent on their own food. And so, you know, looking into the poultry business, finding out why, you know, and this is crazy, we're talking about chicken on a, a real estate show. But the idea is, same concept from real estate is how big of a problem can I solve? And if the problem's big enough, I'm gonna make a lot of money. And so if I can capture five or 10% of a $5 billion rice market in Ghana that imports, then I'll be able to have a company worth 250 million to $500 million. And at the end of the day, we're all in this for, well, as an entrepreneur, our Super Bowl is selling a company that we created. Like, like, do you really have, are you really an entrepreneur if you can't build something that somebody else wants to buy from you? 
And so my idea has always been, I need to build a company that someone wants to buy. It's like our Super Bowl ring. It's like our NBA title. And so not only does it, you know, solidify us as an entrepreneur that can build something that somebody wants, but it also allows us financial freedom if we're able to exit at a big enough number. And so now I'm always looking, what else can I build and do to create a company with the end in mind? And so that's why you see me so vertically integrated in real estate. And that's why you see me deploying, you know, money from my self-directed IRA into other businesses and other other investments so that I can get that Super Bowl ring in, in the entrepreneurship world. And so for me, it's, it's rice fields. It's solving the problem of creating uh, how do we, you know, I, just in my research, this is going down a rat hole, but America creates 98 uh, percent of its corn for feed, not human consumption. That's right. Only 2% of corn is made for human consumption, which means because 70% of animal feed is is created by maize, um, which is corn. And 60% of the cost of raising a chicken is from feed. And so the reason why Ghana can't beat the prices from putting the chicken on a boat all the way from Brazil is because they don't produce any maize for feed consumption, only mm -hmm. human consumption. So, you know, this is just going down this rabbit hole of how do I solve this big problem? And um, so and it's the same with any business. It's the same with real estate. The only reason you're getting a check is because you're solving someone's problem that the traditional real estate will not be solved. It didn't fit in the box of a realtor listing and selling or you're solving this other problem. And so with that, you, you use those same skill sets and you start to solve bigger problems. I'm trying to make a country self-efficient when it comes to food. Now, th that's crazy, right? You're looking at it, you're like, who, the, who do you think you are trying to do that? But yeah. if you can solve a bigger problem, if I, could, if I could wholesale, you know, hundreds of houses with no money, why can't I fix a bigger problem somewhere else? And yeah. so that's where my entrepreneur minds, I'm sure you guys are on, in the other things as well, too. It's like, if we can do this, why can't we do that? And, and we, that's, we didn't think we were going to talk about chicken and rice, but we're here. Well, it's, no, but it's I more fulfilling. It's, it's more fulfilling, though, isn't it, for you? Yeah. Right? Because, that's if you make a fifty grand on a wholesale deal today, it's just another deal, right? And, yeah. and and it's what you can use. Like real estate is what started everything for you to be able to then build the things and the the things that you're changing originally came from real estate. Yeah. Um. And 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 you're just fulfilling things that, I mean, it's just. For you me, know, it's all it's about impact. Amazing. It's all about impact investing. You know, I think all yeah. of us live a very comfortable life. And so we reached a point of our life where another two or three million dollars a year doesn't do anything for us. It doesn't change anything. We may go on one more vacation. We're not going to go buy new houses and new this and new that. So the reality is we're looking for 20, 50, 100 million dollar checks like you know, we can we can do it if we just allow our mind to expand into this bigger part. Like there's nothing special about Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. They just had a bigger dream than us. And so I, I always tell people, yes, get into wholesaling. I don't care what your passion is. It's going to teach you great skills on sales, closing skills. It's going to teach you how to help people in a time of need. And if you have a more conscious, it would allow you to put people before money and um, and still make a lot of money doing it. And so that's why I tell people, get into wholesaling, get your money up, learn real estate, because it's the foundation of wealth. Because yeah. 
if you get a $250 million check, you ain't gonna do it but buy real estate with it. So you better understand the best way to buy it anyways. So yeah. The other thing that you said, and one of my takeaways as well, is that the way that you run your real estate business, you're just taking your skills into other things, mm -hmm. right? And and that's why people listening are going, well, how's he doing a tech company? How's he doing this and doing rice and Ghana or whatever? How's he doing this and that? All you're doing is taking the foundation skills that you've built through your wholesaling business and applying them in, um, you know, in in into other things like. I, I used to be a golf professional, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm quite strong on the mindset. So when I got into real estate, everything that I do, even that I teach now, everything result, you know, goes back to being a golf pro and having that mindset to say that you need to, to, to do in sport and applying it into real estate. So mm -hmm. who's going to tell me when, you know, family and friends have think I've lost my mind, a guy from England coming to the United States going into real estate, can't build a house, can't build anything with his hands, absolutely useless. How's he going to be able to be an investor? Like, you know, the contacting my wife, think I've lost my mind, which is cool. And I'm just like, I'm on my journey to say, all right, let's just give me six months. Let's see what I can do. And guess what? When you start then to build and it actually starts to work because of the mindset, I was never going to be denied. And that's not an arrogance. And I never said anything. I was just internally believed it. And then guess what? You start doing money, you start making checks, and you do five grand deal, and then you do ten. All of a sudden, you make twenty thousand a month, and people are like, "Hold on, well, can you teach me how you're doing it again? This actually works." And you got to go through that motion, you know. And um, that was a big transition for me, and that's what you're doing on greater things. I mean, going to levels that you talk about vision, you know. And, and I think you create the vision, but I never, I, I don't know, had a vision to, to do that and go to do the things you're doing. Yeah. It's not even a vision of mine. And maybe, but having this conversation and why we do these calls is to go, you know what? There's a bigger purpose, right? Think, go for the, you know, shoot for the stars, right? And um, so I thank you for sharing that. And, and, and again, I, I always say that these calls are for people watching. But we have to ask our selfish things to be able to pull oh, yeah. it out for the audience as well. I'm looking up some statistics on Ghana here just because I'm curious. Ghana has a population of 30.42 million people. Holy cow. It's the size of Oregon. <laughs> exactly. Holy cow. So there's a lot of people there. So that brings up some questions, Max. So if you have a place the size of Oregon with 30 million people and they're importing, did you say 50 billion in rice? Yeah, five, five, uh, five billion. Or five, yeah, crazy still. Massive, massive mm -hmm. number. Five billion. So is there even land there and room to put rice? Yeah, it's it's huge. So there's there's uh, there's a large population of people living in the city called Accra, okay. which is about five million plus people. But uh, being, being able, so I, I rented a plane there and I was able to fly over you know some of the country and it's nice. vastly populated in certain areas. It's like, here goes New York City. Here goes, you know, uh, so you have uh, these hubs basically. Yeah. And then, then you have open land. Got it. And so there's, there's definitely a lot of acreage to build, uh, to, to, to put a lot of, uh, you know, greenery and, and, and mm -hmm. crops and stuff. That's really, that's really awesome, man. Very, very cool. Yeah. So then you're, you're tackling an issue. So here goes another thing I learned while digging into real estate. Um, they mainly buy all their houses cash. Um, you got it? Yeah. No way. We're talking five, six, seven hundred thousand dollar houses of cash. Wow. If you want to rent a house, you got to pay one or two years of rent up front because there's no credit system. 
And so the mortgage rates, if you can get a mortgage because you have a very steady job that's on the books, you're paying somewhere between 18 and 25% mortgage rate. It seems like there's a good opportunity to go there and, and lend. Yeah, so that, that's already in the works. So EcoBank is going to be, uh, United, people from the United States actually is going to be putting a ton of money into Ghana when it comes to the mortgage. So in the next 18 and 24 months, you're going to be seeing a lot of compare, uh, like good you know, uh, rates when it comes to mortgage. So you know, we all lived in America. We understand. We've seen the movie before. So you need to start building houses for the middle, middle class, the middle people, um, because we all know the largest home builder in America sells 1,000 homes a week. They sell 52,000 houses a year, not a luxury home builder. They build for the masses, the medium size, medium priced homes. And so if you can do that in another country, which we all know how to do that, like we can just, you know, that's just development. And so they're in the need. What my, my first initial thing was to go over there and build affordable housing, which I still do. I'm doing a project over there now, with probably like 10, 10 units to start and um, on an on a one acre plot. Uh, no, two acre, two acre plot. And so you're just seeing like you, 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 you've been in America, you've seen the movie before. Don't be afraid to give up smooth roads and good cell phone reception to go over there and make an impact and make millions and millions of dollars. What movie are you referring to? The, the, the movie of America. Like we've all seen. Oh, gotcha. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? Just living in America, we've, we've been able to live it, watch it and consume it. Mm. So when you go to a developing country, you'd be like, oh, I know what's going to happen here. I've seen this movie before. And so you're able to go over there and insert yourself and solve a problem that, you know, we already have or we already fixed back in America. Wow. That's really awesome. That's really, really cool. awesome. Hey, we got a couple questions. Let's jump these yeah. in here and then we can circle back to our own here. So what are what's your per door cash flow expectations on a typical single family? And you're buying cash, so it's going to be a lot higher than, yeah. you know, what mine I, you know so I'm not that technical. You know, because I'm a wholesaler and I know I'm buying houses at 40 to 50 percent of its value, 60 percent of its value. It doesn't matter to me because the real money is in that equity between what it's worth and what I paid for it. Um, as long as I'm getting a return better than any bank can give me, I'm fine, which, you know, North Carolina is a great rental market. So I never break out a calculator from the houses I have to buy. I, I just know it's a great deal. Mm. Um, You're probably averaging six to eight hundred, I would think. Right. Maybe yeah, at, at least. Probably, yeah. yeah, probably at least eight hundred. Yeah, I remember yeah. I, I'll tell you on my last one, uh, I bought for thirty eight thousand rents, eight hundred. It's awesome. The house is worth, I think it's uh, appraised at 98. I mean, I don't need a calculator for that. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. And I guess it's like, you know, I, I always try and think of, of different ways of putting it across. It's almost like a savings account for you, right? It's better than a savings account. Yeah. Where well, else in, you, your yeah. net worth wise, where are you going to put 38 grand? And then they say, hey, yeah. that 38 grand tomorrow is worth 98. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally overnight. Yeah, overnight. It's like, hey, your net worth went up 60 grand. 200%. Yeah. Right. But 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 to you, it's your savings account. Yeah. Like that's how you're looking at it. And it's obviously way better than being in the in in there. That's why you're not bothered about cash flow. Because a lot of people teach in our industry, you know, like houses. I I'm not a, a guy of like, oh, 200 bucks cash flow a month and all that. I'd rather have the equity personally. Mm. Um, there's no way I'm buying for me personally, because yeah. I got to go get 200 doors to do what I'm doing with way less. That's just yeah. my strategy. That's because I've been blessed with having very high active income. And yeah. so there's many different ways to skin the cat. And so because I have this high active income, I'm able to just go buy high active income plus knowing how to 
find deals. I mean, you're essentially a bank at that point. Yeah. No, it's great. It's good. Um, we got really another good. one here as well. This one's, yep. I think, related to horses here. Max, you mm -hmm. and I are big guys. This is from Scott, one of our viewers. What size is your quarter horse? Start by telling us what the hell a quarter horse is, maybe. Yeah. So a quarter <laughs> horse is an American quarter horse. Um, it's the reason why they call it quarter horse because it's supposed to be very fast at a quarter mile. That's kind of the history. Cool. Thank you. Um, and how they measure horses is by hands like this. That's how they do it old school. So my smallest horse is 15 like, hands. Like finger to. Yeah. So that's how they measure wow. horses. So my smallest horse is uh, 15 hands. My horse that I ride on a daily, my working horse is 16 hands. I'm a big guy. Okay. Okay. And what, and again, just leading on that, how big do these horses get? I mean, what are we talking here? So um, for me, like if you just took your hand and went up 16 times from the ground, yeah, that's typically. But then could you get like an 18 or 19? If you want to go out and buy like a, yes, you can. Those horses are expensive and they're typically not a quarter horse, you know, a 17 hand quarter horse. Too big probably to be able to be fast, right? Yeah, you you, you by that time you're getting draft horses and stuff. Mm. <laughs> Wow, yeah. it's crazy to think about that. So what's ideal for 15, 16 then? It just depends on the size of the person. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, interesting. Very interesting. See, look, we're learning all the time. I had no idea. I just thought, let the horse get on it. <laughs> just land your plane and get on your horse, man. Exactly. I love it. That's I love awesome. it. Eventually, you're going to have a plane big enough to take your horse with you. Yeah, yeah. That'll be interesting. <laughs> so, Matt, what That's got you into the what got you into horses and the rodeos and uh, – uh, you know, just that culture in general. Funny question, man. Um, I was watching a Vice video back in 2018 on YouTube. I seen this young kid named Ezekiel Mitchell. Um, and the title was like, um, you know, black athlete in a predominantly white sport. And I was like, what is this? And I started watching those bull riding. I was like, bull riding. I remember going to one bull riding event when I was real drunk one time in Oklahoma, whole long story, long time ago. And, um, and so I, I watched it and I reached out to him on Instagram. And, you know, um, ever since then, we've been friends. I created we created a, an agency where we represent a lot of the Western sport athletes. And um, as I started getting closer and closer to that culture, I just started to fall in love with certain aspects of it, like, you know, being able to get a horse. I own some bulls that are that uh, compete in a national level. And so just things like that. And, and plus you can buy livestock from you with your, uh, with your retirement account, if you didn't know. So um, with your self-directed retirement account, you can buy livestock. So just something that was pretty cool to go out and be able to do those things and, and have fun. I love it, man. That's really, That's really great. cool. Uh, so you had mentioned that you own some rentals, $8 million worth of real estate paid mm -hmm. off. That is phenomenal. Love it. Um, we share, uh, uh an, an ideology or a mindset I, i'm not trying to i'm not sure the exact way to frame this but uh you know wholesaling is a job and right. you had mentioned that earlier and it's a great job i love it <clears throat> but it's not something that i want to do every day and you know in my business about three years ago we shifted to you know starting to add rentals at you know at a, at a pretty substantial rate and uh, really just cherry picking it all come you know it all starts with finding that deal Right. And I tell all my students, and I'm sure you do as well. Um, you know, the, the goal here is to build your wealth, not necessarily make more money. When you make more money, you pay more taxes. Right? Yeah. I hate paying taxes. Nobody wants to pay taxes. Uh, so cherry picking is obviously very, very cool. And I encourage everybody to do that as well. 
How about fix and flips? Do you have some fix and flips going? Do you have that side of your business, like a branch it's of it? Unnecessary that? evil. Yeah. Um, so we we have quite a bit. I probably have seven going right now. Um, the way the market is, it's a, just a quick infusion of cash. Um, and we have a, we have a crew. We have our own crew. So we have to keep the crew running. And uh, so that's why we do it, because when we do flip, nobody can really beat our prices. Um, and so we've we've had this crew for probably three years now and I've only worked on all of our own real estate deals. And so it's I like it. It's fun. It's automated at this point. Um, I go to make the video there now and that's about it. You know, I don't make the decisions on the colors, the floor, none of that stuff. Mm. And so that's all that's completely automated. Nice. nice. I love it. Seven at a time. That's a good amount, man. That'll keep keep your crew busy for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you said on average, your sweet spot's five, you said? Yeah, about that's five. That's what you like. Mm -hmm. yeah. And when, when we don't have anything that's making money, they're, they're kind of at things that I'm buying and holding. You know, one yeah. thing I really like to do to my rental properties is fix them up. I'm not a slumlord. I would, if, if, if I wouldn't live in it, I wouldn't put, no, I wouldn't put a tenant in it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, we have we have three flip four right now. One's on the market, so we have we own four right now, and I think that's enough for us. Mm -hmm. Like I think three active for us is 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 enough. Um, anymore, it just I mean it's a nightmare anyway. You know it yeah. it, it is like sometimes when you get into flips, you're like just why don't I just wholesale? Like this is just frustrating. <laughs> so we're very particular on the houses we flip, and uh, what we were particular with the house is the age of the home. Um, we only flip from like 80s and up. And that's just particular to our market because we found that they're easy to flip. Anything older than that may be harder in some markets to do, but any house that's like your early 80s and 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 newer, we'll flip them. Anything before that, I'm gonna wholesale them or keep them as a rental. So what what makes a newer home, you know, 80 and recent versus 80 and, and past? Uh, what's what's the main thing? Is it electrical wiring? Is it the way it was yeah. built? Is it materials? There you go. Then you start getting in. Yeah, all of the above. So you start getting into different electrical codes that may take you to go get permits to have to do updates. Hmm. Typically, you're um, you're not on a good cycle on the HVAC. So a lot of your heavy, your big four, right? Your plumbing, all this stuff mainly has to probably be updated um, to the point where it's just not worth it. And then you just have the the, the building back building practices were just different back prior to that and so you, you really found a sweet spot where like okay 80 and above we're not gonna you know the 1980s and above is where we're gonna work at and that's just what we found in our market you know in north carolina now yeah. if you live in like dc or jersey you're gonna have to do the 80 you're gonna have to do older houses yeah yeah scott says what? i'm in st louis market most of my houses are 80 years old or older much more work involved scott i'm out of st louis here brother and i get it man we got houses <laughs> built in 1880 yeah, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't even look at a house that old. This was an historic <laughs> district. That's right. It, Max, Max, what about um, wholesaling? I used to do a lot of that. I used to do a lot of that. Um, Why yeah. not now with the crazy market that we have? And, you know, like, like I would have never guessed. I've been in the game as long as you, basically, about, mm -hmm. about six, almost seven years at this yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, full time, at least. And, uh, man, like, I got some of my students doing, you know, buying houses at 80 or even 85% of the ARV minus repairs and they're wholesaling them. And it's amazing, mm -hmm. but it's not going to last. Yeah. You know? So I'm just curious why not now I would feel like now 
be the best time to wholetail? Um, you know, I, th I think when opportunity presents itself uh, and it works that way, we'll, you know, we'll we'll definitely keep doing them. But um, now we're offering some different products um, that we're really liking because at the end of the day, I'm trying to compete with, you know, some of the biggest holding companies in America. How do I how do I how do I take the skill that they don't have and the army that they don't have and create a massive portfolio that I could then sell? Um, yeah, so in the next couple of weeks, you'll hear about me releasing this new product slash offer towards, you know, that gives something different to home buyers. And you, I'm sure you guys have talked about it in many of your masterminds, um, but we're doing more leasebacks. And I love so, it. We're launching the national product for that here. Pretty so soon. when you say leasebacks, can you define that? Is that owner financing? Is that are you guys being the bank or is it lease option, lease purchase? What, yeah, we're buying the house at a certain percentage and uh, keeping the tent, keeping the owner in there, and allowing them to buy it back from us. Oh, okay, so you're buying them from people that already live in it. And they don't really have a plan to move or at least right away. They just don't have the. So it's a purchase leaseback to the individual who essentially. I mean, they're not the homeowner anymore because the deed changes. And speaking of deed, I want to ask you about that in Ghana in a second yeah. here. Um, but they're staying. That's so cool. You're giving away a lot of information right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which you're is good. Oh, you're, you're you're killing it. They can't, they can't tap their equity, basically. Got it. Yeah. So Cornelius has a great question. Max, do you still offer a wholesaling course? Yeah, it's on the uh, my link in my Instagram bio. Nazar, a good friend of mine in Charlotte. We decided to put together something last October. I haven't really, I never really enjoyed the uh, the idea of doing a course, and we did it because there were so many bad courses out there. There were so many two two wholesale two wholesale deal you know courses out there, and so we decided to put something out because one, I realized I was being a little selfish by not doing it because some people can watch the three hundred videos I have on YouTube in whatever order they want and figure it out. And then some people just can't, they need more instruction. And so I was one of the guys in school that I can pick the pieces and put it together. And some people just need to have a, a condensed uh, instruction. And, and so, yeah, it's called the One Deal Away course and it's it's on my Instagram bio. Awesome. And, and with the, the new offer that you're bringing out that you were just kind of talking, how do people find out about that? Just follow you on Instagram or is yeah. something? Check out? Yeah, if you find, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a big splash about it. Um, when the when the time is right and um you know it's gonna it's gonna help wholesalers i can tell you that we're gonna offer a lot of them you know good tools to put in their belt and being able to just add another tool because you I mean you have sub twos you have you have wholesaling you have you know all all that type of stuff and yeah. um, just 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 a lot of things Two hundred forty three thousand subscribers on your youtube channel holy amazingness slow down quite a bit I was hoping to be about a hundred more thousand than that by now, but wow! But that's a that is a ton. So, what's your? I mean, you you mentioned Instagram. What's your preferred social media? Probably Instagram more for communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like Instagram because it's a it's a megaphone, which is cool, and you can converse back with people. But I like the long format on YouTube because people really get to see what is what. Like you know, people really. I really try to dive deep and give away some of the gems that people can use. I'm not flashy. Like I don't, I, and that kind of hurts me a little bit. I respect the hell out of you because of that, man. I don't yeah, own a Lamborghini. Absolutely. I don't, I don't, you know, I have on modest factory watches, you know, I don't, um, I don't do, but I mean, I could buy a Lamborghini every week if I wanted to, but I just decide to buy things that I can pass on to my family whenever I decide to have one. I love it. So I got a question for you, Max. Um, 
again, I was just down in Costa Rica. I was sitting next to this guy on the plane. He was a 60 year old guy from Denver and he was retiring down to Costa Rica. And I asked him, I was like, why Costa Rica? And I loved it. I thought it was such an amazing place. In fact, I'm going to probably be back there in two months with the wife. Uh, but he said that he really liked it because he got a deed of trust. And a lot of these other countries, like specifically Mexico, like you don't get that necessarily. Like, it, you know, somebody could come in at any time and kind of argue the fact that they had rights to that land before you and essentially kick you off your land. So with that, you know, with that mindset, Ghana, are you when you buy land or, you know, doing your developments, do they have is it a deed of trust type? country so it's funny so um a lot of the tribes you still have to go speak to the chief and then a chief will give you land with the deed of a trust now most of the land is still owned by the government and you do like 99 year leases oh wow uh That's yeah kind of cool yeah. yeah so you yeah so you you the government will own the land and you do a 99 year lease now there is some freehold some family land they call it that they own it but um yeah it's, it's a pretty interesting way and so you can look at it and say mm, I don't want to do business here or you can just get with the program and figure out how it's going to work for you right right like america is not always the gold standard or you got to be able to deviate and say okay i have to do it this way in order for it to make work got it that's really interesting really interesting so yeah. what's what do you plan on doing you're going to do both you're going to be you're going to go talk to some of these tribe guys and oh yeah we've already we they gave us five thousand acres for rice oh man that's awesome <laughs> you know that's, that's really that's a, that's a ton of land yeah, but you, we're going there to employ a lot of people, hmm. right? That's so, amazing. Just, yeah, that's awesome, Max. Is I know that, uh, this the show's about an hour. We're at twelve. Um, I don't want to keep you too much longer here because I know you got things to do. Uh, but I do want to ask if we can maybe get about five or ten more minutes of your time here today. Yeah, um, I, I can give you five. I have a lunch meeting coming up, but I can give you a good five minutes. No five's problem. perfect. So I want to learn more about uh, your software. I want mm -hmm. to. Uh, if you don't mind, give us a little information about, and I think you maybe even have a couple of them, but tell us what yeah. they do, how they can help you, um, and who your target audience is. Yeah, so uh, long, uh, quick story about uh, skip tracing. Um, all of us have been in the business actively for about the same amount of time. You know how hard it was five, six years ago to get bulk skip tracing. Mm. Well, in early 2018, I created a company called REI Skip because I was came from the bail bonding industry where skip tracing, that's what actually started skip tracing. When somebody misses court, they're called a skip and you got to trace them down and bring them back to the jail within 90 or 100 days or you're going to have to pay the full bond amount. So I had access to this data as a bondsman and I started offering it to real estate agents. I mean, sorry, to real estate investors at a bulk rate. We I can you can send in a thousand and get it back in, in a couple hours. And so we were the first ones to do it above ground. Now, we all been in it long enough to where people were offering it underground, send your Excel sheet in you know, quiet email. I was the first one to have like a public company, go to this website, go get your skip tracing in bulk. Uh, so REI skip has been there. But one thing that's different from us is we actually went out and bought data. We don't white label data from another company. We own the data set that we spent uh, over a million dollars on uh, 2019. Um, so REI skip.com. It's a real, you can skip trace one by one, or you can do bulk. And then we created REI Rail, which is a RVM text messaging platform slash mini CRM. And then RVMs became kind of uh, a thing of not to do anymore. So we still do skip tracing. We offer uh, we have an, an app going on the App Store, I think, next week. Um, that's going to allow people to drive for dollars and do things like that. Um, but, you know, it's it's uh, I, I love vertically integrated businesses and how all these businesses started is when I got in this business, I had an advantage because I had great skip tracing. 
something that a lot of people didn't have. So when people were sending letters, I was the guy that was making phone calls right? because my connection rate was much better. And so I was able to save money by not just shooting in the blind with mail pieces because I didn't have the money to do that. But then I was actually going out and actually, you know, uh, making the phone calls because I had access to that software. Um, so, you know, REI Rail, REI Skip, and, um, you know, those are my two companies and and uh, check them out. I mean, I won't give you a sales pitch. If you think it's good, it's good. There's no commitment to it. I love it. I love I it, man. That's it. awesome. And a lot That's of people awesome. need it. You know, we use our, you know, certain ones as well. And uh, mm -hmm. so, yeah, I appreciate you, uh, you know, sharing that. Um, well, Max, look, I know you got to go. Um, I think on behalf of me, Dave and Don, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on. I know it's been crazy, your schedule. So thank you. And um, if, if you need anything from us, just reach out. If we can help you in any way, I'd be more than happy to. Sure. Let, let's do this again. I like, I, you know, I like the conversations with real estate people, but almost not about 100% real estate. I, I think know. it's funny to me because I think other people get to see another side of us as yeah. to why we think the way we think about real estate which i think is yeah max we would love to have you back here in the next month or two or three yeah. or four whatever obviously um again thanks for coming on man we're super grateful to have you here and grateful for your time today uh guys don't forget check out for the, the free resources that we have available for you over on coffeewithcloserslive.com don't forget check out max's softwares reiskip.com as well as rei rail Dot com. And with that, we are going to be signing off today, guys. Max, Thank thanks for guys. joining us. Thank you. See you next Safe time, travels. guys.